With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your home of the Cincinnati Reds. Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. WIRO Ironton. Aloha Trust. WZWB Canova Huntington. Tri-State sports fans. It's time to get your fill. It's the sports fill-in. Today's show is brought to you by Brown Landscape Management. Who's on first? Sports cards and collectibles. Monroe's Frame and Collision. Smoke and Jay's Rib and Brew House. Collins Career Center. Auto Styles. And Pollock's Jewelers. Now, it's on with the show. Here's your host, Jason Filial. A great season comes to a disappointing end, heartbreaking end. Yet another one continues in extra innings. And when is being too good not good for you? Well, we'll talk about that here on today's program. We'll find out in just a little bit when being too good is not good for you. Welcome into the Sports Fill-In here on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420 and on iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Jason Filia. The Thursday edition of the program as we steamroll our way toward the weekend and big Memorial Day weekend. I'm sure you have some big Memorial Day plans, whether it's going to the Lawrence County Memorial Day Parade in Ironton, which is the longest-running Memorial Day Parade in the nation. That is Monday. Uh, but we got a lot to discuss before we get to that point. And we want to discuss it with you. 877-800-9848. 877-800-9848. That's the number of the Brown Landscape Management Hotline. Brown Landscape Management, offering landscape design, installation, and maintenance, as well as weekly mowing. Give them a call today. Reds suffered a tough loss yesterday. We'll talk about the Reds in just a little bit. Uh, right now, I want to start by talking about uh, a couple of baseball games. Well, one baseball and one softball game. I'll, I'll talk about the baseball game first, and that was uh, Marshall yesterday. Thundering Herd in the Conference USA tournament down in Biloxi, Mississippi. Marshall, um, the sixth seed in this tournament, taking on the number three seed, Louisiana Tech. And we gave you score updates as we were on the program yesterday because it was an early game. But Marshall uh, went to extra innings, ended up winning the thing. So they upset the number three seed, Louisiana Tech, by a score of 4-2. to two. Marshall now 29-26, third extra inning game in the last four contests, and they get the win to advance to uh, the, the next round of the Conference USA Tournament. The game lasted four hours, 49 minutes, the longest game in Conference USA Championship history. Huge game for the Herd, as Shane Hannon got a game-winning 2 RBI single to put the herd up six to four. They held on in the bottom of the eleventh, going one two three, and they advanced. Marshall got on the board early with a run in the top of the first. Shane Hannon, Elvis Peralta, Tucker Linder drew one out walks to load the bases, and then there was an error by Louisiana Tech. The first of five errors. The Bulldogs committed five errors on the game, and uh, that's I mean that's the main reason that they lost. Marshall gets the two run two run win by a score of four to two. They went up three to nothing. The Bulldogs got a run in the third after a two-out walk and a wild pitch, made it 3-1. to one. Marshall got another run in the sixth to go up 4-1. to one. Starting pitcher Josh Shapiro ended uh, his outing after six and two-thirds innings. He was pulled after he gave up a walk and a double for the Bulldogs to get their second run of the game. He gave up three runs all told, all earned, four hits, four walks, six strikeouts. Not a bad performance from him. Michael Guerrero came on. Had a pair of wild pitches. The Bulldogs pulled to within one, four to three after seven. Then in the ninth, it got interesting. Marshall had a one-run lead, and uh, Guerrero had a hard time finding the strike zone. He hit a batter. He walked two. The bases were loaded, and the tying run scored on another walk. So then you go to extra innings. And then Elvis Peralta makes a, a huge play for the herd in the 11th. With a runner at second and two out, he had a diving stop right up the middle. He's the shortstop. Just laid out 
stopped the ball, got up and threw the runner out to send it to the 12th inning, and that's when the herd got the two runs. Shane Hannon got the uh, RBI single, driving in two to make it 6-4, to four, and Philip Hoffman came in, pitched a perfect 12th inning on 10 pitches. He got the save, first one of his career, and Marshall moves on in the Conference USA Tournament. Marshall, this is an unbelievable stat. Marshall has 130 two-out RBIs this year. Two-out RBIs, they have 130 of them. It's crazy. And uh, Marshall will now play Southern Miss this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Southern Miss got a win over Rice, and and that was a crazy game too. That one went extra innings. Southern Miss was down 4 to nothing, came back, and got a walk-off win against Rice. So now Rice has lost four consecutive walk-off games. How dejecting that must be to them. So if you're wondering about the Marshall-Southern Miss matchup today at 5, the Herd lost all three games this year to the Eagles. That was down in Hattiesburg. Marshall lost 10-3, to 4-3, and 11-10. to 10. But, again, it's tournament time, and the Herd is playing well, winning four straight and now having a chance to play against Southern Miss. In yesterday's games, uh, of course, you start off with Marshall and Louisiana Tech going 12. Southern Miss and Rice got pushed back a little bit. They went 10 innings. So at about 1.15 in the morning Eastern time, they're still playing baseball. And it was not even over. They were in the last game, I believe. It was Western Kentucky and Old Dominion. It may have been like 2 o'clock when that game, after 2 o'clock when that game ended. Western Kentucky got the win. Florida Atlantic also beat UTSA 6-5. to Western Kentucky over Old Dominion 7-4. to There is a game going on right now. It's a loser's bracket game, consolation game. It's Rice and Louisiana Tech. And Rice has a lead over Louisiana Tech 4-1. to top of the seventh inning so the owls trying to bounce the bulldogs from the tournament but it's probably going to end up being a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth and louisiana tech a win but right now rice has the four to one lead over louisiana tech how about elvis peralta not only did he make that great stop to keep the game going he was four for six at the plate four for six i mean you're playing long games you're going to get a ton of at bats eric rodriguez had seven he got one hit uh let's see Gordon Blanton was the only other player to have multiple hits. He was two for six. But you had uh, some guys scattered around with one hit. Marshall, six runs, 11 hits, no errors. Louisiana Tech, four runs, six hits, five errors. Five errors in a Conference USA tournament game. That's why they are in the loser's bracket at this point. So, again, Marshall will play Southern Miss today at 5 o'clock. And uh, we're going we're to have something a little extra, like a sports fill-in extra going to have a conversation uh, after a while it's going to be after the show with head coach jeff wagner and uh, we'll put that on our podcast for you to download and listen to uh probably play clips of it on the show tomorrow as well but uh, we'll talk with him later on in the day so you've got marshall and southern miss playing at five o'clock today and you've got rice leading louisiana tech four to one in the top of the seventh right now that's in the conference usa tournament so we'll keep you posted on that game as well as we continue through the show. 877-800-9848. The season continues for the Herd. The season came to a a heartbreaking end last night for the Ironton softball team. This is a team that had an outstanding season. They were 26-1. They won the district for the first time ever. They're playing in the regional tournament, the Sweet 16, and they're playing against a team that's pretty solid in Fairfield. Fairfield 23-1, and and that's a team that beat Wheelersburg. And if you know anything about softball in the southeast Ohio area, you know that Wheelersburg has been a dominant softball program. And that's uh, they lost to Fairfield 8-5. to So you had a great pitching matchup with Fairfield and Ironton and Keegan Moore pitching for Ironton. Ironton led this game 2 to nothing. Going into the seventh inning, you play seven innings in softball. They were an out away from winning this game and going on to the regional finals, but three unearned runs in the seventh inning. Fairfield comes back and they get the win three to two over Ironton. Moore went the distance, gave up six hits, struck out nine, walked one, hit a batter, and again the three unearned runs. But Ironton finishes the season twenty six and two. Just a tremendous season for this softball team under Coach Missy Fields. Uh, Again, the first ever trip to the regional tournament. They won their second OVC title this year. And uh, I I know there are a lot of disappointed 
players, a lot of disappointed fans, but I think when they look back on this season and see what kind of run it's been, what kind of a run it was for them, uh, I think, you know, once their playing career is over and, you know, maybe out of college or something, they say, man, what a great season that was. And the thing is with this team, this is a team that is very underclass heavy. You had one senior on the team in Haley Stevens, and uh, she ends her softball career with an outstanding career. She'll go on to play at Glendale State. But this is a team that is uh, loaded with juniors. And I mentioned uh, Keegan Moore, the freshman pitcher. Yeah, she's a freshman. And um, it's going to be a fun team to watch over the next few years. But a, a very tough one, losing in a heartbreaker, 3-2 to two in the regionals. And it's, it's always tough when your season comes to an end. You know, you know there's only going to be one team that is lifting the trophy at the end of the season. Just one out of all the schools that play softball in Ohio. And, and you can say that with any sport, really. And when you're a senior, you never want to see that season come to an end. You would like to keep on playing and keep on playing. Um, that that never happened for, for me because I, I played at Ripley. And uh, although Ripley had a, a really good baseball program, I, I wasn't on the baseball team. I played uh, tennis in high school and uh, also basketball. But our basketball team was terrible. So we never really realistically had a shot at anything like that. We finished 2-21 and 21 my senior year. And I was saying that, you know, as a senior, you never want to see that season come to an end. Back then, I was ready for the season to come to an end. I mean, 2-21 and 21 is awful. We, we lost games. Uh, you know, we would get standing ovations when we made our first basket. Huntington High came to town one year, and uh, they were the heavy fade. They won the uh, state championship, I believe, that year. Um, they scored the first 24 points of the game. We were down 26 to two at the end of one. And, uh, on our bucket, you know, our fans gave us a standing ovation. We lost that game 93 to 35, 93. We also lost games 74 to 36. We were terrible. We were absolutely terrible. We had a first year head coach and, uh, we were just, we were bad. I think we had three seniors on the team. But, you know, I was ready for that season to end. Our two wins that year came against a team that uh, won two games the entire season as well. I think we beat Parkersburg South on a a 30-foot shot at the buzzer. Okay, so they were equally as bad as we were, and it was a 30-foot shot at the buzzer for us to beat them. And then the other one, we beat Point Pleasant by two in overtime. So I was ready for that season to come to an end. But I, I know that you know you have a great run, you have a great team, and you think, hey, this is the year, man. We're going to do this. And uh, I know the Ironton players, the Ironton fans are, are upset, disappointed over the loss. And, and it'll probably sting for a while. But what a great run. And uh, I tip my cap to Coach Missy Fields and her coaching staff, and I, I tip my cap to the players on that team. Uh, With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. For a tremendous run, bringing some excitement to the Ironton faithful and congratulations on a great year. I'll say that. Uh, 877-800-9848 to join the program here on the sports fill-in. We are, are talking a little uh, postseason ball. We talked a little postseason baseball for the herd baseball team, uh, postseason softball for the Ironton softball team. We'll, we'll still talk some more baseball. We'll talk Reds baseball in uh, just a moment after the break. Um, I, I did want to mention this. Now I told you the Marshall game, was a very long game, right? Longest game in Conference USA history. But it pales in comparison to what happened Wednesday night, Thursday morning in the SEC tournament. 
3.03 a.m., the game ended between LSU and Mississippi State. Longest game in SEC tournament history. There was an RBI single in the 17th inning that had four-seeded Mississippi State getting a 6-5 win over fifth-seeded LSU, 6-5. 3.03 a.m. is when that thing ended, like I said. Six hours, 43 minutes. Players were doing things just to stay awake, I guess. They were putting paper cups over their eyes and their ears, and they were wrapping teammates in uh, toilet paper. I mean, anything at that point. And that's one of those games that, you know, you go to the ninth and it's exciting, and then you're on the edge of your seat every inning, every pitch in the extra innings. Mississippi State had their chances, too. They left 21 runners on base by the end of the game. They had two aboard in four straight innings, the second through the fifth. They had a 4 nothing lead, blew it, game goes to extra innings. There was a, a sacrifice fly in the 16th inning, and it looked like LSU was going to win, but Mississippi State comes back and they tie it up in the bottom of the 16th on a fielding error by the second baseman. So you go to the 17th inning, and finally, at 3.03 in the morning, Eastern time, Mississippi State gets the win. Now Mississippi State will play top seed Vanderbilt around 8 o'clock tonight. If Mississippi State had lost, they'd be back for a game in in, uh, 10 hours or so. They had a 1 o'clock start against Auburn. So now instead, that is going to be LSU. Would you stick around for a game that long? I mean, you'd have to, right? You, You had so much invested in already if you're there. You want to cheer on your team. You want to see your team win. I understand if you had kids or something and, and they were t- they were probably dozing off. That, that was a late start anyway, like 9.30. And the game went on until 3.03. But, I mean, if you are there with a couple of buddies, you might as well stick it out, right? You might as well stay there. 17 innings long. Unbelievable. Just a, a great finish to that game, too. 877-800-9848. When is winning too much not good for you? That's still to come here on the sports fill-in. But after the timeout, we are going to talk a little Reds baseball. They uh, took one on the chin yesterday to Milwaukee after having a huge lead. Plus some more Major League Baseball. uh, Just an amazing accomplishment by a member of the New York Yankees. We'll talk about that in just a bit. 877-800-9848 and on Twitter at Sports Fill-In. Back after this break, this is the Sports Fill-In on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. And iHeartRadio. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. You're listening to the Sports Fill-In. Back on the Sports Fill-In on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420 and iHeartRadio. I'm Jason Philly. I'm glad to have you along. 877-800-9848. You're here in the lunch hour enjoying some sports talk. Enjoyed some uh, pizza yesterday. Uh, Marco's Pizza dropped off some pizzas here yesterday. Delicious. And it's my favorite. They had uh, pepperoni, sausage pepperoni, all kinds of different ones. Marco's Pizza. Delicious stuff, man. 877-800-9848. The Reds played yesterday, and they had a chance to get a sweep over Milwaukee in just an abbreviated two-game series up at Miller Park. And it looked good for the Reds to start. And we thought maybe that we would have a pretty good pitching matchup. You had two guys throwing out there with some of the lowest ERAs in Major League Baseball. Luis Castillo, you thought, okay, Luis Castillo, he's the guy. He's going to shut it down, and he's going to get the Reds a win. And it looked that way early. Tucker Barnhart had a three-run home run in the second. The Reds were up 5 nothing on Zach Davies, who, I mean, this is a guy that hasn't given up more than two runs in a start this season. But he did on one swing of the bat there from Tucker Barnhart. So the Reds are up 5 nothing. It's 5-1. Derek Dietrich hits another home run. 6-1 there in the third. Luis Castillo on the hill. It's a, I mean, put it in the bank, man. It's a win for the Reds, right? Well, not so fast. Orlando Arcia cut the deficit 6-4. He had a two-run single to left. Luis Castillo was pulled. And, uh, I mean, that's a guy that, He allowed more than two runs just once this year. Tied a season high with four earned runs, five hits, three walks, over two and two-thirds innings of work. 
So not a good day there for Luis Castillo. It started off all right, but didn't finish that well. But the Reds still had a shot to win this thing. Brewers got a two-run single off of Michael Lorenzen. Reds took the lead back in the sixth. Jose Iglesias had a two-run single. And uh, that's when it all fell apart. Because, you know, we talked about the bullpen in the, the game Tuesday when the Reds beat the Brewers 3 to nothing. How the bullpen did so well keeping the Brewers off the bases, off the scoreboard. Because, I mean, face it, their, their bullpen has been pretty good this year. But that wasn't the case yesterday. When they had a, a league-leading 3.31 earned run average entering the game. But the Reds' bullpen gave up five runs in the sixth, including a two-run home run by Osmani Grandal. And that's pretty much it. It was 11-8, starting the seventh inning. Kirk Casale gets plunked with the bases loaded to bring in a run. It's a two-run game. Phillip Irvin is up. Hits one down the line and right. And, you know, it's one of those they, they had to review because it, it looked like the ball hit the foul line. But the umpires reviewed the play for several minutes and they come back and they said it was a foul ball. You have to have to, you have to have undisputable video evidence. And I guess they didn't see it from the replay center there. So, I mean, that could have changed the game. It, it would have changed the game, no doubt about it. Because the very next pitch, Philip Irvin swings and misses. He goes down on strikes. That pitch goes by Grandall to the backstop. Kirk Casale off guard, stuck off first base. Easy out game over at that point. And, and the Reds had a, a nice little winning streak against NL Central teams. They had won three in a row. But now, you know, they, they split. And, and we're seeing that a lot. I mean, they're 500, you know. They go 1-1 one one against the Brewers. They beat the Cubs 2 out of 3, but then lost 2 out of 3 to the Dodgers. So that was a 3-3 three and three homestand. They split in Milwaukee. They're off today. They'll head to the Windy City tomorrow, 2-20 first pitch on Friday and Saturday oh, and Sunday. All three games will be 2-20 first pitch. So... Now, where are you if you're a Reds fan? Well, you're you're sitting eight games out of first place now because of the Cubs. The Reds are three behind St. Louis right now with a 22 and 27 record. St. Louis still above 525 and 24. But you got the Cubs for three. Then you're back home with Pittsburgh coming to town. You got Pittsburgh for three. Day off. Washington for three. Day off. Then you're on the road again. I don't know that I like this schedule this year. I mean, they're playing a ton of games on the road, but they have a ton of days off. You back the season up into March, March 28th, and then you open up some more days for the players to get some rest. I mean, you look in May, they're off one, two, three, four days of the month of May. In June, one, two, three, four, five days. You get to July, you've got the All-Star break, which is four days, then uh, one, two, two more days, so you got six days off that, that month. So they're getting five, six days off per month. That should help, but so far it hasn't. Now, there is some reason to be optimistic if you are a Reds fan. And this was um, from MLB.com. They kind of broke down the, the National League Central and why you should be happy, why you should be excited about your team, and they, they broke down some numbers. The Reds' number was 46. That's the home runs they've given up by the, by the pitching staff this year. That's the fewest in the National League. They've given up less home runs than any pitching staff in the National League. And you think about where they play, Great American Ballpark, which is a hitter's ballpark. A lot of people talk about how the ball flies out of Great American. Maybe it's because the Reds have played so many games on the road. Could be. I don't know. Maybe it's because Derek Johnson, the new pitching coach, has been uh, working wonders with his team. Maybe it's the fact that you've got guys in there that can actually pitch. You got Sonny Gray. You got Tanner Roark. You got Luis Castillo. Tyler Malley pitching pretty well this year. You don't have Homer Bailey out there anymore. So now the pitching staff is working wonders. Second best ERA in the National League with a 3.50 earned run average. 
So don't don't give up on the season just yet. Okay? I mean, I'm not saying they're going to win the division. I'm just saying don't give up on it yet. 877-800-9848. There was a pretty amazing feat in Major League Baseball yesterday. And uh, it has to deal with the New York Yankees and Baltimore Orioles. Glaber Torres went two for five, two solo home runs at Camden Yards as the Yankees won seven to five over Baltimore. Now, normally we wouldn't be talking about this, right? Because it's the Yankees and the Orioles, and, and we don't care for the Yankees. I know there are some Yankees fans in the area, but and why are we talking about Glaber Torres of all people? This guy has absolutely torn up the Baltimore Orioles this year. Now, the Yankees are 9-2 and two against Baltimore. They've played 11 times already this year. Surprising because usually it's the uh, Yankees and Red Sox playing every night on ESPN. But they're 9-2 and two against the Orioles, and the Yankees have hit 34 home runs in those 11 games. And think Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton have been out. Step up, Glaber Torres, and he has done that. Listen to what he's done against the Orioles. 20 for 43, three doubles, and 10 home runs. And if you are an Orioles announcer, as Gary Thorne is, you can get disgusted by the way one individual can really tear up your team. Now, listen, I want you to listen to Gary Thorne. Now, Gary Thorne is a great baseball announcer. He was always great calling the National Hockey League as well. But he is the uh, television voice of the Baltimore Orioles. And he's pretty much sick of Glaber Torres. Listen to. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. To how he called the first home run. Play by play voice for the Orioles. During the streak, he's hitting over 400 during this 10 game hit streak. Torres pumps that one in the air. That's the left center field. Wilgerson back. I, I don't know. Goodbye, home run. I, I just, you cannot imagine this happening in Major League Baseball or any other place in baseball. I mean, he is just unstoppable, and it's all home runs against the Orioles, and it is five to nothing. So Torres now has nine home runs against the Orioles. Nine home runs and 12 RBIs against the O's in 11 games. Can't do that. You just can't do that. I just, I love that. I don't know. I mean, the guy. When you have a guy that's just wearing your team out, uh, there's nothing you can do, right? And you kind of get frustrated as an announcer. He's, I don't know. Well, Torres wasn't done. He had another home run, and uh, Gary Thorne was at it again. In the air to right field, Mancini going back on the ball by Torres. Way back, up, and... I don't even know. Goodbye, home run. I mean, last two at-bats, he's hit home runs numbers 11 and 12 on the season and now has 10 home runs against the Orioles this year. Just amazing. So Torres continues to write this unbelievable story against the Orioles. And he's now hit eight home runs in this ballpark here at Camden Yards. So eight of the 10 Well, let me check. He's had more than 10. He's had 10 this season. He's had 13 career home runs against the Orioles, and eight of the 13 have been hit here. Oh, and they're not done. Uh, They play eight more times this year, including today. But how about that? Gary Gary Thorne, he's just, ah! You just want to say, stop it, would you? Just sit down. Stop swinging the bat. Yesterday marked the fourth time this season Torres homered twice in a game. All four came against the Orioles. Makes him the only the fourth player in Major League history to have four multi-home run games against the same team in the same season. You kidding me? The first time in more than 60 years. The last time it happened was 1955 when Roy Seavers did it against the Kansas City A's when he was playing for the Washington Senators. Torres, first player in Major League Baseball history to have 10 of his 
first 12 home runs in a season come against the same team. That's according to stats. Torres, fifth Yankee, to tally double-digit home runs against a single opponent in one season since the American League expanded to 1961. You can now mention him with names like Roger Maris, Mickey Mantle, Greg Nettles, and Aaron Judge. And that's just crazy. I mean, you're feeling it, man. You're in that groove. (laughs) You're in that groove, and sometimes there's just no stopping you. It's like on the basketball court. You got a guy that's in the zone. You feed him the rock. He's knocking down the long-range jumpers regardless of whether you got a hand in his face or not. And sometimes you just have to throw your hands up and just say, man, whatever, I'm doing all I can. Maybe if he comes up again, the Orioles should just intentionally walk him, regardless regardless of the situation. Leading off the top of the second, yep, four pitches, you're on. Bases loaded, two-run lead, walk him. Because the odds are he's going to hit a home run, right? The numbers show that. It's just crazy. 877-800-9848. New basketball coach at the University of Michigan. Tiger Woods will be in the region playing golf. Some... um, I guess we're going to have some uh, allegations coming in this college basketball scandal. And uh, when is being too good bad for you? We'll talk about that after the timeout because this is a a very interesting scenario and story. And uh, we'll touch on that in just a moment. Your phone calls welcome at 877-800-9848. Get me on Twitter at SportsFillIn. This is the Sports Fill In on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420 and iHeartRadio. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. This is the Sports Fill In. Eight seven seven eight hundred nine eight four eight here on the Sports Fill In on Fox Sports twelve thirty and fourteen twenty and iHeartRadio. Just an update in the Conference USA Baseball Championship Tournament. Losers bracket game. Rice has a four three lead now over Louisiana Tech. That game is in the top of the eighth inning. Could it be another walk off loss for Rice? If it is, that would be five straight to end the season. But they do have a one run lead in the top of the eighth inning. And again. If they win that game, then they will play the loser of Marshall and Southern Miss, which will be played at 5 o'clock this afternoon down in Biloxi, Mississippi. 877-800-9848. I tease this going into the break. When is winning too much a bad thing? Well, it is if you are a school in Minnesota because St. Thomas College has been kicked out of their athletic conference. Officials at Division Three Powerhouse at uh, the University of St. Thomas said they feel uh, um, that, that the school was, um, well, kicked out for being too good. They were involuntarily removed from the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, the MIAC, yesterday because of its, quote, competitive advantages. Now, St. Thomas is a school that has won six MEAC football titles since 2010. Six and nine years. The Tommies, as they're called, also reached the national title game in 2012 and 2015, so they've had some success on the gridiron. St. Thomas was told the league would actually disband if the school remained a member. So the other schools in this conference got together and said, man, they're too good. We are going to kick them out or we're breaking up. Here's a quote from... uh, from the league. After extensive membership discussions, the University of St. Thomas will be involuntarily removed from membership in the Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. The MEAC President's Council cites athletic competitive parity in the conference as a primary concern. St. Thomas will begin a multi year transition immediately and, meanwhile, is eligible to compete as a full member of the MEAC through the end of the spring 2021. So they still have two more years to win the championships in this conference, but they're getting kicked out because they're good. The school, according to the story, spends $1.1 million on football each year. 
6,000 plus enrollment is bigger than the enrollment of the other programs in this private school league. So all the other schools said, you have an unfair advantage, get out. Now, the funny thing about this is prior to their success on the gridiron and the new head coach they got in 2008, St. Thomas had not won a title since 1990. So they had this big drought of not winning anything. And then all of a sudden, they're playing well, and they win a bunch of titles, and the league says, you know what, that's enough. Get out of here. But the another school in this conference, St. John's, was a huge force too because St. John's won 489 games, 27 MIAC titles, and two Division Three national titles in 1976 and 2003, yet they were allowed to stay in back in that day. Times have changed, I guess. You know, you, you're winning too much. You can't do this. We need to let all of our schools get a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Forget about putting in the hard work. Hey, hey schools in the MEAC, how about this? How about get better? Okay, do something with your program. Do something about it. You got somebody that's beating your brains in every game and, and every season, well, find ways to get better. Don't just cry because you're losing all the time. Get better. Beat them. Put in a little extra practice time. Maybe maybe in the film room. Study a little bit more in the film room. Spend some money. You tell me how this school is able to spend $1.1 million on football. And how you're not doing anything about it. I mean, they're getting success, so kids want to go there, right? I mean, we're not talking big-time college football program. We're not talking Power 5 school or Division 1 for that matter. It's Division 3. So because they're winning so much, you're just saying, stop, you know, get out. That's it. I mean, what if what if the SEC did that? You know what, Alabama? You're in the college football playoffs too many years. You're going to have to leave the conference. We don't like that. Right? I mean, what about Kansas when they won an unprecedented, what was it, like 17 straight Big 12 basketball championships? Kansas, you know what? You're winning the conference title too much. We're going to have to ask you to leave. Maybe you could go to the uh, the West Coast Conference or something. We can't have you in our league, our league. No, what happened? The other teams got better. They practiced harder. They put more effort into it. They got better. And they beat Kansas. Kansas didn't win the, the championship this year. And maybe you'll have waves like that. You'll have waves where you've got good teams and, and you're good year after year. But that'll all come to an end eventually, right? I mean, it did for St. Thomas. and Or St. John's, I'm sorry. Not St. Thomas. They're the ones that got kicked out. It did for um, St. John's. 27 titles, 489 games in football. They weren't kicked out. And, you know, you could take it down a level. What if that happened in well, – let's take it up a level, all right? Hey, you know what, Bill Belichick, New England, uh, we're tired of seeing you guys in the Super Bowl and the playoffs every year, which we kind of are. But, it, you know, the NFL says, or the AFC East, maybe the coaches in the AFC East, you know what, they've won this league and this division way too much. We need to kick them out of the East. We need to just kick them out of football. No. It's a challenge. You get better. I mean, it's enough of that. You want to give your other teams a chance in that league, right? That's what they said. I mean, they're talking about parity in this thing. And it said in the statement, the MEAC President's Council cites athletic competitive parity in the conference as a primary concern. 
So they want everybody to win. Let's let's give everybody a chance, okay? St. Thomas, you had your turn. It's time for St. John's to get it. Now, well, hang on. They won it this year. Let's let somebody else win it next year. Again, it goes back to everybody gets a trophy, right? That's what that's what they're basically saying. There are people that are going to be better than you. There are teams that will be better than you in life. Deal with it. Do something about it. Take it as a challenge. Get better. Hit the weight room. Hit the film room. Hit the books. Practice a little harder. Just get better. It's ridiculous. And for all the conference uh, of this conference, all the presidents getting to better getting together and saying, "You know what? That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, let's go ahead and throw them out. Maybe we'll have a chance." Come on. Made that, by the way. It's a three-point shot. It's unbelievable. And this whole thing with everybody getting a trophy, it just, it, it really irritates me. I mean, this isn't T-ball. 877-800-9848. Someone else who is uh, really tired of some things. That's Milwaukee Bucks head coach, Mike Budenholzer. He's been upset that Drake has been allowed to do... um, Now, whatever he wants to on the sideline. And I talked about this yesterday. Drake there on the sidelines at the NBA game, the, the Toronto Raptors. He's a big Toronto guy, okay? He's a big fan of the Toronto Raptors, but you see him running around on the sideline like he's a cheerleader or something. I guess he is a celebrity cheerleader. And I was thinking about this this morning, and I know Dan Patrick brought it up, but I was thinking the same thing if you compare him to Jack Nicholson, courtside for the Lakers. I mean, you don't see Jack getting up and and running around and, you know, rubbing shoulders with the coaches or players. But Budenholzer said, I don't know of any person attending the game that isn't a player or coach that has access to the court. I don't know how much he's on the court. It sounds like you guys are saying a lot. There's certainly no place for fans or whatever exactly is what Drake is for the Raptors on the court. There's boundaries and lines for a reason. The league is pretty good about that, end quote. I'm with him, man. I mean, I don't need to see Drake running the sidelines. You paid for your seat. We know you're a filthy rich individual. You can stand up and cheer if you want to, but don't make yourself the game, and that's what he's done. I mean, he goes over to Nick Nurse and rubs his shoulders. He said, well, you know, we got this, whatever. Get him out of there. Just sit. He can sit there. Okay, I'm cool with that. I mean, Spike lead, but Spike was on the other side from the bench, so he didn't really do a whole lot. He just stood up and, you know, he talked some trash to Reggie Miller, and Reggie got back at him. You don't see antics from, uh, I don't know, you know, like I said, Jack Nicholson or Jay-Z, right, at the Brooklyn Games. I don't see him doing that. Mark Cuban. How about Mark Cuban? Well, he owns the team, so there's a little bit different there. 877-800-9848. So, sorry to get on the soapbox there. But I'm sure Mike Budenholzer or Coach Budenholzer is uh, not really happy with Drake. But Drake won't be able to do that in Game 5 tonight, which is in in, uh, Milwaukee. Uh, Good news, the uh, Memorial Tournament is next week in Dublin, Ohio, and Tiger Woods said he's in. Woods has won this thing five times, and uh, he usually likes playing this tournament, and he's going to be back again this year. He missed the cut of the PGA Championship last weekend. And, uh, you know, just a couple of rounds. He didn't play the full thing. So now he's going to take part in the Memorial. And uh, in 16 appearances at the Memorial, Tiger has eight top 10 finishes. 
the last of his five victories coming in 2012. Never missed the cut. So if you are a fan of golf and you want to watch some professional golf at the Memorial next week, you'll be able to see Tiger Woods. That's, uh, of course, Jack Nicklaus's annual event there in Dublin, Ohio. 877-800-9848. Just to update you now on that Conference USA baseball game, Rice leads Louisiana Tech by a score of 4-3, to three, top of the ninth inning. And Louisiana Tech is the visiting team. So it won't be a walk-off per se, but it could still happen. 4-3, Louisiana Tech trailing Rice as they come to bat in the ninth. 877-800-9848. We have to take one more timeout. And when we come back, we'll talk about the new head coach at the University of Michigan. Yes, I said Michigan, Ohio State fans. They have a new coach, and we'll talk about that after the timeout. This is the Sports Fill-In on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420 and iHeartRadio. Fox Sports Radio. This is WIRO Ironton, Aloha Trust, WZWB, Canova Huntington, and iHeartRadio Station. Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. This is the Sports Fill-In. Final segment on the Sports Fill-In this afternoon, 877-800-9848. And on Twitter at Sports Fill In, P H I L I N, that's where at Highway to Dale checks in, says the story about your basketball team back in the day was funny to hear, although I'm sure it was painful to you. It's always painful to relive that memory. Again, our basketball team at Ripley High School under Craig Harmon, first year head coach. Uh, now, we had uh, a coach that was there for a few years, uh, Dan Barnett. We had gone 6 and 16 the year before, and we were just ready to turn the corner my senior year. Uh, but that was not the right corner. We should have made that left turn at Albuquerque, as Bugs Bunny always said. Uh, we had a, a first-year head coach, Craig Harmon, and we had three seniors on the team, and we were we were we were bad, two and twenty-one on the year. Now I, I had my moments. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there was the Keith Simmons Memorial Tournament All Tournament team. That's right. Scored a whopping ten points in that. But you know, it was all about defense for me. Defense, boxing out, free throws. Everybody has their role, and that was it. Some of the losses that year, oh, man, it was so embarrassing. And here's the bad thing about it. Not only were we bad, but you know this is 1988-89 basketball season. So um, we're in the 80s, of course, but our basketball warm-ups – were they were they were bell bottom pants. We had bell bottom pants, uh, kind of a little triangle at the bottom with the uh, Viking logo, and uh, I, I totally forgotten about that. But we did. We had uh, bell bottom basketball warm up pants in 1988-89. That ought to give you some indication of how bad things were back then. Now I I don't know why we didn't get new warm ups. I mean they they've been fine ever since then. And you don't really see a lot of warm-up pants nowadays. I, I know some teams have them, but I, I guarantee you they don't have bell-bottom warm-up pants that were blue with a white triangle at the bottom. Those were the good old days. Ripley High School. Anyway, uh, thanks for checking in on uh, Twitter, at SportsFillin. Anyway, uh, there is a new basketball coach at the University of Michigan. Of course, John Beeline jumps to the NBA to coach the Cavaliers, and Michigan gets a Michigan guy. Jawan Howard is the guy in Ann Arbor now. It was announced yesterday. Five years, $2 million a year. This is a guy that has been in the running for NBA coaching jobs. He's been a finalist at several of those, according to reports, but now he is the guy at Michigan. He said in a release yesterday, as a Michigan man, I know the place our program has in college basketball, and I embrace the chance to build onto that history and lead us to championships both in the Big Ten and national level. We will continue to develop young men on the court, in the classroom, and in the community that our fan base will continue to be proud of, end quote. That's a great hire. It really is. This is a guy that has played in the NBA. He's 46 years old, so you know he's not over the hill at all. He helped lead Michigan to a couple of national championship games, an Elite Eight appearance. 
part of the Fab Five, and I I know you'll say, well, they you know they cheated the recruiting, they tore down the Fab Five banners, so on and so forth. But he wasn't actually in, indicted in, in any of that. Nineteen years in the NBA, couple of NBA championships with the Heat. Coached under Eric Spolster there in Miami. So, I mean, he's he's got the pedigree to be a head coach, and, and he's going to be just fine at the University of Michigan. They're going to continue to bring in athletes. I mean, look at uh, what Penny Hardaway has done at Memphis. He's done great things there. He's got, uh, what is it, the best recruiting class in the nation? I think Jawan Howard's going to be, he's going to be just fine. It's always going to take something incredibly special for me to leave Miami. However, I know in my heart this is the right place and the right time, Howard said. I can't wait to see what he does. And now Michigan is the only school to have two alums coaching football and basketball. Jim Harbaugh football, Jawan Howard in basketball. Got another tweet. Great show, excellent coverage of the Ironton girls. Three more years and more is going to be tough in OVC for other coaches. Appreciate that tweet. B is for Buckeyes. You can always check in on Twitter at Sports Fill In. Love to hear from you. And also on the Brown Landscape Management Hotline, 877-800-9848. Working on a couple of things for tomorrow's show, the Friday show. Uh, so uh, come on back for that tomorrow, our final show of the week, as we get ready for Memorial Day weekend. We've got the Rich Eisen show coming up next. We have the podcast coming up later. And again, a podcast extra coming up a little bit later on this afternoon. Rice beat Louisiana Tech 4-3. to That's a final. So Rice advances Louisiana Tech eliminated from the Conference USA baseball tournament. Marshall will play this afternoon at 5 against Southern Miss in the winner's bracket in that top half of the Conference USA tournament. Good luck to the herd. See how they do. Reds off today. They'll play again tomorrow. And we'll have the game here on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. That's it. Thanks for tuning in to the Sports Fill-In here on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420 and iHeartRadio. Have a great day. You've been listening to the Sports Fill-In. Get all the latest info and podcasts on our Facebook page and at foxsports1230.com. And listen to the Sports Fill-In weekdays at noon on Fox Sports 1230 and 1420. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.